The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terror Guard. Previously on My Plums. While traveling south to retrieve Stuart Soup's wife and Dugas Melsh's spices, the gang was in combat with orcs. They defeated the orcs. Then they started fighting lizards. We rejoined them fighting lizards. Sherman's bite is going to be a 14 against your AC, Jeff. Does that hit you? Let's see. Uh, yes, it does. Just barely. All right. Then you will take... Nine divided down in half will be four piercing damage for you. Oh, I'm so mad. I bellow at him, just scream in his face. <laughs> and then we're going to move over to mm, Peter. Uh, or rather, Jimmy is going to move over to Peter and take a bite. But alas, with a nine, as Jimmy is waddling at you, whatever giant lizards would do, they slip a little in the gravel and do not take a bite out of crime. Top of the order, round three. Peter, it's up to you. Well, I'm going to die soon, so I'm going to cast Thunder Wave again. How many more times can you do that? Three, two after this one. How many spell slots do you have? Didn't you use some in the first round of combat we did? Yeah, but I used those are level two slots, which were heat metal. Okay. Ah, yes. All right. Uh, so they are... Let's see here. Jimmy and Hugh... Jimmy is going to roll a... A four! Look at that! A failure! Thunderwave is successful. And then Hugh... Ah, 16. Hugh doesn't. Hugh takes half damage. Enough to get Hugh into the bloodied range. Jimmy is blown back! Five feet. And takes the full six damage. What else would you like to do on your turn, Peter? I think I'm good. Hugh... Let's see here now. Hugh is going to make a random determination between two combatants. Hugh is going to attack Jeff. So they scoot forward just to skosh, take a bite. 
That is going to be a 21, which should hit your AC. Absolutely. Oh, with 10, rounded down to 5 damage for you, Jeff. Are you tracking your damage, by the way? I'm not seeing your I am. bar go down. Uh, maybe I'm doing it wrong. I'm putting it on my temporary hit points. What's temporary hit points versus current hit points? Uh, let me just bust open your character sheet real quick. How about now? Now does it show up on my bar? It does. All right. Actually, I don't know if you guys can even see those bars. I can't. Ones. How about now? Can you see bars now? I see mine, but not Fjorten's or Peter's. So what is the difference between temporary and current? Uh, temporary hit points occur in special situations where, perhaps from a spell or other magical effect, you get temporary hit points. Uh, so they are above and beyond your normal hit points. Alrighty. Alright, so there's Hugh Fjorten. Over to you. I would see, at this point, I'll make it a bunch of ruckus. We're down, out, and pretty hurt. I want to see if Stu recognizes that we are uh, injured while he's kind of tucked away in the wagon. He's in the wagon, right? Yeah, he's in the wagon. Any way he can kind of saddle us up and maybe uh, push on faster down the road for a little escape route? I'm trying to think what he would we'd be doing. I can't think of a, so you want, a plot point that would make sense. You want Stu to put a saddle on you? No, not a saddle on me. <laughs> that was not it at all. If he would hurry up the wagon and we can uh, hop on and get on out of here. Oh, you want to try and wagon ride yeah. away? All right. All right. So let's see here. Actually, why don't we do this? So this is going to be your plot point, I'm assuming, right? That's right. Alright, so the plot point for this time is... Stu hurries up the wagon. I'm gonna have you roll a D... I'm gonna have you roll a D20, and then that's where Stu in the turn order is going to appear. 13. Regrettably, a 13 is all the way at the bottom of combat from right now. But when it gets to Stu's turn, a full round from now, he is going to giddy up that wagon. In that case, I'm going to go ahead and, from my position right now, do 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 I'm going to do-do myself. And that's a reasonable option, given the circumstances. As a reminder, by the way, Jimmy has taken some damage, Hugh is bloodied, and Sherman is undamaged. F and Sherman. We do a healing word on um, Peter. Cool. Gets him some health. Yeah. Um, there it was. For a total of four. Oh boy. That should keep him from getting one shot by these giant lizards. All right. All right. Anything else nope, on your turn? Stay here on the side of the road. Cool. Jeff, over to you. The last thing I saw was Hugh take a bite at my friend Peter. I'm swinging at him, being in a blander age, and just reacting. React away. Oh my god. 22. 22 most definitely hits Hugh. 6 plus 2 for 8. It is a damn good thing you've got that extra damage, because you had 7 hit points. Your rage is just enough to smash Hugh into lizardy bits. And we are down to 2, ah, 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 lizardy combatants, Sherman and Jimmy. Would you like to do anything else on your turn, Jeff? I'll run between Peter and Jimmy. As you run away, Sherman is going to take an attack of opportunity against you. 
as they would say in Canada. But regrettably, an eight is not enough to hit your armor class. Does not. Sherman then gets their turn. And let's see here. We'll do. Let's see how lucky you guys are. Oh, you're super fucking lucky. <laughs> to help explain your plot point, what happens is now that Jeff has run away, Sherman comes over and starts a banging away at the wagon, trying to get to Stuart Soup inside its back. <gasps> Not Stuart. Kabang, kablow. And it scares the shit out of him, and he decides it is time to skedaddle the wagon when it gets down to their turn. And now Jimmy. Jimmy sees Jeff run in front and takes a bite. That is a critical miss. Jimmy the giant lizard has no success in trying to attack the gigantic barbarian. Thus begins round four of combat with Peter. I'm just going to run up and chop Sherman with my sword. Sherman chop. Chop you, 19. 19 is certainly enough to hit. Chop you, 6. 6 damage. I didn't even know that pussy carried a sword. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bard. (laughs) Swing my bagpipes. Having come alongside the wagon and stabbed away at this gigantic lizard, but also having seen this gigantic lizard start biting away at the side of the wagon, Stu, gigantic Stuart Soup, who you would have expected feared no man nor lizard, when he hops up into the driver's seat, grabs the reins, and hyas those frickin' horses. Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, I am going to have Peter, Fjorten, and Jeff, in that order, make a... Why don't we call it a dexterity save? To grab onto the wagon, if you decided to, as a reaction on your turn. So, wagon gets about five feet down the road. Peter, would you like to try and grab onto that wagon? I do. Give me a dexterity save. Roll a 12. A 12 is enough. That's, in fact, exactly the number I had in mind. You grab onto the side of the wagon, and you swing your ass on up into there. Fjorten. I will also do just that. A dexterity save. 12 is your number. That will be a 20. Excellent. You grab onto the side of that wagon. The wagon comes barreling up the side of the hill. (laughs) And I roll a five. (laughs) Unfortunately, with a five, you do not grab onto the wagon. I'm too angry. (laughs) The wagon's going to make it an additional uh, 15 feet past you or so on this turn as it gains speed. Makes it too hard. Puritan and Peter just fall off the edge, it looks like. I can see a <laughs> fish tail around that corner. <laughs> yeah, that does look really crazy with the way it turned. Um, and Fjorten, from up on the wagon, you've managed to swing yourself up here. Uh, Stuart is hiaing away at the horses. He doesn't care that Jeff didn't grab on, man. He is running for his damn life. As big and muscly as he is, he is still apparently afraid of giant lizards. Um, which well, ultimately seems rad. On the vein of... Oh, man, I don't know. Hit points. Uh, this could be awesome. I was thinking on the vein of Indiana Jones, I have Thorn Whip. I can see if I can just whoosh, try to grab your leg and bring you ten feet closer. Oh, you're going to try and thorn I know, I know, I don't want to drag. I know, I can't be dragging him behind. Just all this gravel, that'll just... That'll, that'll kill him. I don't know, man, that's some cinematic shit. 
All right, yeah, let's go for it. All right, I'm going to say, why don't we do this? So you can definitely cast Thorn Whip successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to have you make, man, I'm going to have you make two rolls. I need a, a d20 plus your spell casting modifier to see if you can hit Jeff. Give me that one first. All right. But my spell casting modifier in this case will be. I haven't even looked at it in a while. Sorry. I believe it's a five still. Boom. Might be a six, but I think it's a five. Yeah, it's a five. All right. So it's a 1d20 plus five. Dum da dum. You can do it. Oh. You rolled a 46. <laughs> that was not what I wanted to do. All right. I'm rolling. Rolling. It's still rolling. A roll 20 is slow as balls tonight, man. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I've never seen lag like that with it before. Oh. Eight. Oh, Ooh, I'm sorry. I was going to make a sweet, sweet roll or attempt ah. after this to see if you just dragged him all the way up into the wagon, but with an eight, you do not connect with Jeff. Your thorn whip goes wild. As an aside, I would have asked to roll to, like, put up my arm and have his whip wrap around my forearm and jerk him out of the wagon. <laughs> We're not leaving until the fighting's done. That would totally be Jeff's, I mean, uh, yeah, Jeff's thinking. Well, that would be great. Dang it. Regrettably, your thorn whip does not attach to your buddy. What you gonna do? Um, uh, Anything else That would have turn? been my action, so I'm gonna stay put. Wait, Jeff, you see your buddies roll past you. You do not grab onto this wagon. You're still in front of Jimmy. Jimmy, who's been damaged. Not quite down to bloodied. I'm paying the dis- dishonorable cowards no mind, and I'm swinging two hands at uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Do it up. 13. 13 is a hit. Yeah. Jeff smash. 10. A grand total of 10, regrettably, is not enough to kill Jimmy, but Jimmy is effed up. Anything else on your turn, Mr. Ragey Rage? Um, no. How'd you get a... All right. How'd you get a 10? I have plus two for rage. Oh, nice. Okay. I can say that every time like I have been. That time I didn't. Oh. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, I just didn't think about it. I'm like, you can't fudge rolls on roll 20. I can see it right there. Come on. <laughs> There's no lying here. The fleeing wagon didn't trigger a predator instinct on either of these things. Like, they didn't chase the wagon. Uh, they did not. But I do have a thing that's going to happen. I added a thing to your two weapons, so now it'll do. It'll just show the rage damage each time. And I put rage all in caps because it deserves to be. Okay, uh, let's just roll a quick thing in the background here. Oh yeah, for show. Sherman is like, lulls. My buddies are dead, except for Jimmy, and Jimmy's in shit condition. And Sherman is going to ski-daddle. Let's see, they've got 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Yeah, Sherman is able to flee completely away from you guys. And Jimmy is going to attempt to flee as they leave. Jeff, you are going to have a reaction which could allow you to take an attack of opportunity. I 100% will do that. Do it up. 26. Oh, you definitely connect with Jimmy's fleeing hindquarters. Or 17. A 17 total damage would have almost been enough to kill Jimmy had they been perfectly healthy. 
you bring your... Well, actually, why don't you tell me how you kill Jimmy as they start to run? I mean, like, side shuffles a little bit like lizards are wont to do. They have stupid motions with their elbows everywhere. Stupid lizards. <laughs> and I bring down my hammer on his head, and that's enough. But, like, I'm in a rage, so I just keep smashing and smashing, and his head is a pulp. And I finally calm down. Uh, Fjortin, Peter, and Stu are probably 60 feet down the road at this point before you finally calm Stu down. And Stu, Stu is like, Oh, oh man, what the hell? What the hell? That's, oh, where, where, where's Jeff? He's down the hill still, man. He tried to jump on. He did not make it. Stu, uh, Stu reins in the horses and, uh, and like, How far down the road is he? Kind of turns the wagon. Maybe about 60 feet. All right, so he hears me when I hold up both my arms, my warhammer and one of them, and look at the heavens and... Aah! All covered in blood. <laughs> covered in green lizard mm-hmm. blood. And that almost stirs him to the point of running away again, but of course, you realize it is you bellowing. He comes on back and he's like, Man, I'm I'm really sorry, but that... Ooh, that lizard came after the wagon and I just couldn't take it. That that was that was all kinds of scary. I'm, I'm not a fighter. I'm a weightlifter, but I'm not a fighter. I understand, coward. There's a moment of silence, and he says, I deserve that. I deserve that. Well, I appreciate it, Stu. Thanks for coming. All right. So you guys have exited combat. You got three big old fat dead lizards here, and a fourth one that done runned away. Let me write down some notes real quick. Uh, you find amongst these lizards, by the way, a grand total of 11 gold worth of like miscellaneous, I don't know, fucking gold and gems and shit that they've eaten from previous adventurers. Everything else is pretty digested. Do do, and you get some experience. All right, I've submitted all the band names. <laughs> all the band names. All the band names. That's probably how it is in that sub. I bet you it's like people join. They have like five good ideas. They submit all of them, and then they never look at that sub again. That's what it looks like. I bet that's exactly what happens. Yeah, one upvote for the moist goiters. With the that's pretty good for that sub. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. It's approaching. Let's say three o'clock. You guys have traveled a fair distance today, but you certainly could go a little bit longer if you wanted to. But y'all's pretty fucked up. What would you like to do? You want to stop and, like, full rest for the night? You want a short rest and continue on? I think we should set up camp. I would I agree. agree with my buddy here. Do just that. Alright, I am going to, rather than do this, like, as an all-nighty kind of thing, I'm going to have the three of you roll me some d20s, and we're just going to see generally how lucky you are for your overnight resting period. Strikes and gutters. That is a 17, a 3, and a 14. So despite Peter rolling like a piece of shit, you guys have a nice restful evening. I'm going to have you go ahead and restore your characters up to full hit points and spell slots and all the rest. And so begins the second day of your journey. Dragons, all the rest of that. 
So the last time we adventured, you guys had gone through the first day of traveling south to go rescue Soup's wife um, from the from the cultists that are out in the desert. And you had also agreed to, if you had time, check out the uh, spice trees that Duga had described to you in such detail that you all remember, etc. So, uh, I don't know what the fuck we've been eating here lately, by the way, but it is just... I have been fucking fart central. Central fart? Central fart. You had a nice long rest, and you feel... You feel so rested from your long rest. It's it's so restful. It's the best restful. And we begin our second day. You are passing through the edges of the scrubland to the start of the desert south of Terragard. Did uh, oh. Soup uh, make us one of his famous post-orgy stews? Uh, you know, traveling with a stew kit probably isn't uh, super efficient, but I think he uh. made you... I think he maybe made you, like... Some, like, uh, quinoa and spinach eggs. Maybe with some feta in there. Something to really oh. get, get the, uh, you know, the iron and the protein back up from all the protein you shot out. That's fantastic. Okay. So, I don't know how you guys feel about, about those ingredients, but I, I feel like that would be a just a real powerhouse of a breakfast. What's high in vitamin E? Uh, I have no idea. What is vitamin E? I don't know. I heard that, like, really, uh, you know, gives you a... Uh... It gives you a big load, okay? That's what I heard. <laughs> Aren't bananas high in vitamin E? I don't know. Um, vegetable oils, nuts, seeds, leafy greens, such as spinach and broccoli. Oh, man. I kind of thought you were fucking with me. Like, I genuinely didn't think that there was a thing called vitamin E, but it was going to be short for something, like <laughs> vitamin, vitamin erection. Vitamin erection. <laughs> <laughs> Asparagus. You'll have a big load, but it'll smell bad. Ugh. Oh! <laughs> Gross! No, no. An asparagus? Oh, no. No! <laughs> have you ever peed and saw that your uh, urine was red and you forgot you ate beets earlier? No, I don't eat beets, oh. but I've heard of that happening to people. It happened to me the other day. It freaked me out. Because I was like, oh my god, what? And I forgot I had beets for the first time in a long while. I do like eating. I do like asparagus, and my piss smells almost immediately after eating asparagus. Yeah, that is weird how fast that happens. Mm -hmm. Have you guys watched that episode of Portlandia where, like, the very first chunk of the episode, they're it's just them as nine one one operators, and they're like, every call, they're like, "Did you have beets? Yeah, okay, you're okay. <laughs> Blood on your stool? Did you have beets recently? Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, you're fine. All right, so we gotta get some vitamin E." You're on your way to get some vitamin E. So, the very, very first thing I will have you do on your day's adventuring after you pack things up and enjoy your delicious omelet from your wonderful travel-along cook is you're going to roll, Jerry, a d20 to tell me whether or not you encounter a random encounter in the first third of your day. Oh, and or quarter, who's got really. the plot point this time? Oh, oh. Josh? I uh, believe that is... Let me just find it here. Yes, session 14. We are back to Josh. Alright, don't forget. Alright, uh, uh... Peter rolls a 19. A 19? Treasure. It's so perfect that you're the person that rolled that. Because it's treasure. Fuck yeah! Everybody loves treasure. Everybody loves treasure. Alright, 
Alright, since it's, since it was you, Jerry, you are going to roll, or Peter. A 1d8? A 1d8. Uh, uh, uh. That is oh, oh. a 4. None of the treasure is for a bard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't. <laughs> we thereafter changed the name of the plot point to the fuck you point. <laughs> Uh, you are traveling along the road, and, uh, Peter, you spot something on the side of the road. And as the wagon pulls up, you, uh, you hop off, and you go down, and you reach down into this, like, it's a little, uh, a little spot under a bush. And you pull out a bone pipe. It is a small pipe. Looks like it's definitely been used, but it's in decent condition. And, uh, it's made of bone for smoking stuff. Bone pipe. Okay. Do I have anything to smoke with it? Uh, you were not previously a smoker, were you? Or I mean, you can you can be if you want. I I don't know. What what kind of stuff can we smoke in this world? You can put your weed in there. Do we do we have? I know where we can get some shit. Wait, do we have to invent a new crop to smoke? I think that's what we have to do. Oh yeah, for sure. Would I have druid drugs on me? Can you smoke mushrooms? You can. Good call. I probably don't have any uh, smokables. So it's got to be something you can smoke. It doesn't have to be a leaf. It could be a mushroom or anything else. Can I just smoke crack? (laughs) 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 Your bard is a crack addict? Freebasing bard. (laughs) Peter McMoist, the freebasing bard. You're just trying to, uh, trying everything off this orc you just got? Nope, that doesn't do anything. Nope, that doesn't do anything. Do you want to be a crack-smoking bard? I mean, I'll try anything once. Maybe there's some crack left in there or something. <laughs> oh, there's not. There's no trying it once. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, there would be trying it once if you just smoked it out of the bottom of a pipe and you could never figure out how to get more. I suppose. The Peter McMoist eternal quest to figure out what that shit was. You ever smoked anything? Like, uh, you find, like, a pipe on the side of the road, and, like, you're like, oh, man, I don't know why, but I'm gonna try and smoke this. And then you smoke it, and it's like, oh, my God, it's, like, the best thing you've ever experienced, but there's, like, no more in the pipe. So, like, do you know what that is? Does does anybody know what that is? That would be you, crack-smoking bard. Well, I guess I'll just, um, be like, cool, I found a pipe. Um, I got nothing to smoke in it, but, uh, I guess I'll keep my eye out for things I can smoke. Well, I do think we should take advantage of this opportunity. What's the uh, what is the thing that you're that you're gonna smoke? Let's let's invent a drug. Uh, Jerry, we'll start with you. You tell me what the what the primary positive side of or sorry, primary positive effect. Like, why do people do this drug? I'm on the edge of my seat, man. Thinking of drugs. <laughs> is it like is it like a uh, is it like a feeling or a hallucination? think uh or it could be it could be a magical effect let's say like it gives me or uh gives people uh i don't know fuck you can everything you look at has boobs on it <laughs> <laughs> let's see help me out guys all right we'll, we'll come back to you um sam why don't you tell me what the what the what's the negative effect of this drug of the one that he'll he will be smoking or or well, yeah, we're gonna invent a drug, and then and then maybe at some point he'll find some of it. I think a loss of vitamin E, if you know what I mean. 
<laughs> like it, <laughs> it makes me flaccid. Like it, like it gives me erectile dysfunction. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or any, or anybody who smokes or, it. Or, or, what's that? Or anybody who smokes it gets soft wiener. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I, I think, I think, and that's how everybody refers to it is like, oh, you got a vitamin E deficiency, huh? All right. So, uh, Jerry, we're going to come back to you for the positive effect. What would be worth a vitamin E deficiency? But, Josh, you get to tell me a name. Of the drug? Of the drug. What would we decide? Is it a leaf? Sure. No, you know what? I want it, I want it to be... I don't want it to be a leaf. I want it to be a, a smokable mineral. Being You guys oh. talking about crack earlier made me think yeah. of that. Flasite. all right so so jerry back to you uh you need to determine what's worth it what's the what (laughs) what makes it worth smoking flacite the smokable mineral even though it gives you a vitamin e deficiency flas on the street you got any flas I think I think it it gives you like it makes you super attractive or gives you charisma. I think that would be the, that would Ooh. be like the perfect balance. Like it makes you like, uh, you know, gives you super high charisma, but you know, you just can't. You're not going to be able to use your wiener to to take advantage of it. I think of that Rick and Morty episode. Yep. With the the devil. All these women want me now. What's his name? What's that? What's the teacher's name? Mister Goldenfold. Why? Why didn't I see this terrible consequence? I can't do an impression of him. Uh, okay, so we have invented flasite, aka flas on the street. It is a smokable mineral, and it gives you a boost to charisma. And you know what? We're going to make a mechanical thing on here. We're going to say, oh, it's got to be a short-lived effect, much like actual crack. Uh, so it is a... It's a plus two to charisma for 10 minutes. And it's a minus two to charisma for mm, six hours after. Okay. And for that entire duration, you can't get a boner. Uh, Okay, so there's that. Oh, and of course, it's really addictive is that is that a plus two to charisma or plus two to my charisma bonus uh plus two to your um to the bonus so you so rolls get a plus two and then minus two charisma and performance (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're not making any of your performance checks i swear baby this never happens to me Hello to all of our precious, precious VGET fans. We are just so dang happy to have you here, we could just shit. Folks, we're mighty happy to welcome to our Patreon the wonderful, the amazing, the fantastic JB. JB tells us, love the podcast, you guys are hilarious, and get her done. 
Well, thank you so much, my friend. It is an absolute pleasure to welcome you to these hallowed halls of truly the most esteemed individuals ever to grace this earth, the Patreon supporters of the Very Good Adventuring team. You are all oh so wonderful, and I am grateful to each and every one of you, and I expect all of you to be nice to JB because he's the new kid and we all know that we don't want to be bullies. On another positive note, the stay-at-home orders are just starting to relax a little here in our home state. And while that doesn't mean we're going to go hog wild, uh, we are, of course, still going to be responsible because we are responsible grown-up adults. It does mean that we are looking at scheduling our first in so-so-long in-person recording session. We don't know exactly when that'll be yet, but it should be coming soon. I'm so thankful that all of you have had the patience to stick with us while we work our way through all this, and don't mistake me, we know it's not over yet. But what we do know is that we enjoy the game so much more when we can bask in each other's presence, and we know it makes for better episodes. So keep an ear out for that, we are all excited. Well, my friends, bedtime is calling, and I have miles to go before I sleep. I'm going to cut this mid-roll short so we can get back into the action. Okay, so, having found a, a flask pipe, uh, we move on to the second roll of the day. Josh, why don't you give me your second random encounter roll for the day? Mm -hmm. With a two, your afternoon passes, or your early afternoon, I should say, passes in uh, relative silence. In fact, it's downright boring. Boo. Sam, give me roll number three for the day. Okay. That'd be a 19. Oh my god. Nice. Oh my god. Uh, a 19 is treasure. Give me what? 1d8. Give me 1d8. 1d8. A 4. You fucking rolled another 4. Uh, So you are... Get another flash pipe. You're traveling along the road, and uh, this time it's on the uh, it's on the other side of the wagon, so Peter doesn't see it first. Uh, but you... Like, you see something underneath the... Uh, little outcropping of rock and uh, you head over to take a look at it and uh, it's a little it's a little bag and uh, you you pull open the bag and it looks like there's just kind of like some some rocks in it being and, uh, being a minor kind of person I am would I be able to identify these rocks you know I'm gonna have you make a I'm gonna have you do a nature check at advantage da -da 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 -da. Where is that? All right. We have a nature check of uh, 21. Oh, Rolled damn. 20. That's a critical success. Wonderful, wonderful work. You identify the contents of this bag as it's a bag of flasite. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, somebody ditched part of their stash up the road <laughs> and then because you rolled the same exact uh, number uh, or that rather they ditched the pipe down the road knowing it's addictive pol uh, qualities quantities do I tell the other guys what I find they're like what do you find over there oh nothing nothing it's just a shiny rock pretty cool so you're you're not gonna you're not gonna no, let I, everybody I would, know what it was I would definitely tell them what it was did you 
Peter, did you show uh, everybody else the pipe earlier? Yeah, I was pretty proud of it. I'm like, hey, guys, look at this cool bone pipe that I found. I'm just gonna run back. Guys, guys, you're not gonna believe this. <laughs> found some flasite. Found the other part of the stash. Oh my do god. We, do we know what flasite is at this point? I think Sam does, yeah. I tell you all about flasite. Uh, Jerry, why don't you give me a... Let's see here. What would be a good role to see if you know about flasite? I want to say history. Um, but if you have another suggestion, I'll take it. All right. Sounds like no suggestion. Go history. <laughs> History's good. Give me a history roll. 13. A 13. I think that you've heard of flasite. And then let me... How about I do a quick d20 roll? Uh, so you've heard of flasite, and you've heard it's like... It's, it's like the bee's knees, dude. Like, chicks really dig you. There's, nobody can explain it, but it's like, you smoke this stuff, and like, everybody is super into you. So, would I, um, is it, does it have any other, like, feel-good effects? Like, would I want to smoke some right now, or I'm going to be like, oh, this will come in handy later when there's chicks around? What do you guys think? Let's let the collective make the decision. I feel like it would probably make you feel decent, maybe pretty good. What do you guys think? Like I said, I think it would make you feel confident, especially make you feel uh, almost like a wordsmith, and uh, it would make you feel good, like you're ahead of the situation. All right, let's smoke some flasite. <laughs> Fucking pack me a pipe, man. All right, well, uh, Fjordan, this is this is technically your flasite because you picked it up off the road. What are you going to do? It's, it's the community flasite. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> How, I guess I should ask, how much is in there? For, like, how many uses would you say? Uh, why don't you roll me a d12? Alright. Eight. Eight. There are eight, uh, what's, what would be the right word? Portions? Eight, uh, I can't think of the right word. Doses. There are eight doses of flasite in this bag. Well, I would think I would have some other stuff to go for my needs and knowing that stuff is kind of uh i wouldn't say rare but i'm not sure we're gonna we're gonna be finding it again or anything so i'm gonna hold off for now are you gonna give peter some or are you just yeah hold oh yeah peter peter can go ahead and hold on to it hoard it for myself but okay well you can uh you can give it to peter peter are you gonna smoke it anyway you're gonna offer any to jeff uh yeah of course like jeff do you want to smoke these drugs Man. I'll pass. You want to get high? All right. I guess more for me. Is there like a... All right. I'll just fucking stuff some flashlight in there and light up. What do I use What do I use for fire on here? Do I have to start a fire? You'd have to figure out a way to conjure flame, yes. Which does sound like a bit of a pain in the ass. You got some flint and steel. Did they, did they have matches back in ye olden times? Probably not cheap ones. Yeah, probably not. I have a heat metal spell. Can I heat something up? Yes, how do I, how do, I do this, guys? Oh, man, is it like a... What is that shit? There's some kind of drug where you, like, heat up heat up the pin or something like that, and you put it on the pin, or you stab it with the pin that's all heated up. I feel like you could use heat metal to smoke this drug, <laughs> whatever. That's a good use of my spells. Yeah. And, uh, all right. Burn up a spell slot on heat metal to heat up like a, I don't know, maybe you got like a nail in your pocket uh, or something like that. Pull one out of your shoe. I'm, I'm you, you get high. Smoking drugs. You're smoking the drugs. 
Peter smokes the flask. How does it smell? Ooh. Uh, it's not good. It's like the smell of like burning electronics. How would we know what that smells like? Uh, it is a acrid smell, I believe is the right term. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, why don't you give me another D20 roll to see how the last part of your day's travel goes? All right. Oh, boy. I rolled a three. A three? You have a really uneventful evening. Oh. Uh, or a last part of the travel for your day. You, uh... You get a little high. You uh, you feel confident that you're traveling in the right direction. You feel great about this wagon for like ten minutes, and uh, and then for the rest of the day, like every time you try and make conversation with Fjorten or Jeff, like you just put your foot in your mouth or say the wrong thing or just something dumb comes out of your mouth, and you just like you just can't seem to get a grasp on conversation. Traveling along, looking over at uh, Peter. Yo, Peter, how's your penis? It's fine. Thanks for asking. All right, man. All right. Sounds good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like trying to give myself a chubby or anything over here, am I? So. I mean, that is totally normal travel conversation where you're just That's like. That's I mean, just out in, out in the wilderness and just kind of hanging out with your bros. And it's not it's completely normal. Nothing, nothing weird about it. <laughs> After like an hour of silence of you guys out in this like scrubland. And Fjorten's walking alongside the cart, and he decides, oh, it's, it's time for a rest, and he kind of hoists himself up into the, the driver's seat next to Peter. And Peter kind of, you know, gives the the ox a quick, uh, you know, gentle whipping with the, the, the whips or whatever you call those things. Fjorten just says, oh, how's your wiener? <laughs> That's exactly how that went. Yeah. I mean, do I know that, do I know that it's supposed to affect <laughs> my wiener, or... I don't think you know that. I think you only knew about the positive side of, or the positive effects of this drug. Yes, I'm like, that's a weird question, man. My wiener's fine, but uh, thank you for your concern. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't know this, so I think it's just a regular conversation, and he's like, wow, what a weirdo. Nice. Well, all right, gentlemen, you bed down to make camp after a little bit of wiener talk, uh, or as some might call it, horn talk. So ends your second day of traveling, and I'd like each of you to give me a d20 roll to see how the night goes. When the night closes in. When the night closes I'm seeing a 18, a 6, and a 6. Why do you guys suck at rolling? I don't Pieces know. Of shit. Uh, I don't know. We're well, the only two that's found treasure. Just saying. Hey, look who's so special. I find the drugs on the side of the road. All right. So you guys are laying there waiting for the night to go through. And, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's just, it's just not a good night. There's like a lot of noises coming from the wilderness. You can't find a good comfortable spot to lay. Like, it's just not great. And so what I'm going to say for this night is it's not super terrible as in you don't get, um, like, you're not going to gain a level of exhaustion, but you're not going to gain the benefits of a long rest. So, any spell slots that got used, you are not going to get back today. So ends the second day. And so begins the third day. Oh, and you guys are... Did you guys... Were you down hit points? I can't remember now. No, we had a long rest. We should be all the way charged up. So yeah, actually the one thing is that one spell slot from Peter on the heat metal. 
So other than that, you are fully rested. Day number three begins. Josh, give me a d20 roll to see how your traveling goes. One. A one. A one in this case is not that bad, uh, other than just being boring. Oh, wow. So the first half of your day is boring. Sam, why don't you give me... I just imagine, like, Jeff just getting bored and just start slapping trees. It's kind of like the Hulk when he's mad. He just, like, doesn't know what to do with himself. Oh, it's so boring. I need anger. Sam, you're going to be my next roll here. 19. What the <laughs> fuck? You get, What's up with you guys loving the 19s? Do you need me to re-roll? No, no, no. Um, in fact, the uh, you guys are in the desert area now. And so there's a slightly... Di- are you fucking kidding me? Did you roll another four? That was a 1d20 and it turned out to be a four, yes. <laughs> yeah, give me a, a d10 roll this time. <laughs> uh, uh, that'd be a four. <laughs> huh. <laughs> it looks like we're finding a lot of drugs today. Um, okay, well, my chart only has so many things in it, so I'm going to have you roll me another d10. We can just invent another drug. It's true. Took us a long time on the first... Oh, my fucking God! (laughs) Oh, no, you didn't actually roll. No, I did it. I rolled a one. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You are scooting your way along in the wilderness here, and the terrain has changed. It's now into... uh, it's now into a low dunes and rock structures. Think like Tatooine, you know, where R2-D2's rolling around in those crevasses and mountains and whatnot. So it's somewhat similar to that terrain, but not quite as extreme. And as you're rolling the cart along, you, Mr. Mineral Man, you see something that catches your eye. You hop off the wagon, you wander on over to it, and you find a shard of obsidian. It's about six inches long, and it looks like it may at one point have been sharpened into uh, something like a blade. Oh. Doesn't have a handle or anything now, but a blade. you find a neat piece of obsidian. Very cool. I'll go over, show the group the spoils, and uh, think, well, that's cool. I guess I'll keep that. I will tell you guys all that I recently learned that obsidian is actually, uh, if split properly, sharper than steel. It's just also very fragile, which is why we don't use it for, you know, commercial kitchen pur- purposes. There are obsidian blades, isn't there? There are. It is rumored, although hard to prove, that obsidian can crack down to a single atom thickness on the blade, hence why it's so sharp. Oh, wow. And that, friends, in the rock business is what's called good cleavage I really thought I'd get more from that you guys are just constantly making dick jokes but you're not into boob jokes come on fucking keep up with me what um what can what can you do with a obsidian in this game in D&D yeah mm, uh, I would say that there's not necessarily a specific purpose for it you could probably sell it do you have a rock collection Fjorton I think I would have a cool rock collection. I'm not sure if we'd find anything around this, around town, so I'd put this in my geological find collection. You're a rock nerd. Yeah. I'm 100% certain that Fjorten has a rock collection. Mm-hmm. That's what's on that sweet shelving unit you guys picked up a few, uh, few adventures ago. 
All right. Well, now that I've got everybody on the edge of their seat. <laughs> I was actually trying to look up to see if there was a more professional name for rock collecting, but it's also referred to as rock hounding in the United States and Canada. Oh, yeah. Not professional study of hobby of collecting rocks. <laughs> what a riveting fucking episode this is going to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? Let's, uh, let's just start naming off some of the cool rocks that you can find. <laughs> Not just the cool rocks, but their interesting properties as well. Ooh. Hey, man, there's there's something in in, in Vigat for everybody, and now we've 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 hit that rock collecting rock hound uh, rock demographic. Hounding. Yes, I knew that we were missing a niche. Nailed it. Well, Jerry, it's your chance to make things more exciting. Give me your D twenty adventuring roll. Oh, uh, that's not my name. <laughs> mm, Peter, Peter Ferguson. Holy shit, I rolled a 19. <laughs> no. no. Oh. Well, it's fucking treasure again, so <laughs> give me another d10 roll. A 10? That's what you get for being nice to us. You're just fucking walking around, you're like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Uh, rolled an 8. Oh, you rolled an 8. All right. Well, this time... Oh, special rock? It's uh, Yeah, you, in fact, get a special rock. Uh, you get a bloodstone, but this bloodstone is not just a sharp chunk of obsidian. It's in fact a bloodstone worth fifty gold pieces. Do I know that? But fucking what? You like giving me all this shit about not having interesting rocks and stuff, and then I'm like, you get a bunch of That's money, awesome. and you're like, oh whatever. <laughs> well, you're making us all out to be rock nerds, like. Oh, you. Know, I the, would know that. You, oh, okay, okay. Well, I would get super excited. Are you kidding me? I tell you not to sell it. Look! Whoa! Look at that thing! I'll, I'll trade you. Uh, I, I don't know what I'll trade you. I don't have. A, I'll just like whip out a bunch of useless, loseless junk that I have. Well, I got this for you. I got a fossilized bat poop. I'll trade you for that. I would not trade my guano for that. No way. Well, uh, if you're needed, give me all those sweet drugs. So I, I give you the the bloodstone. Oh. I just shake my head at both of his nerds. <laughs> Are you into drugs? Are you into rocks? This episode's for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the title. Uh, the rocks and drugs episode. The, the one with drugs and rocks. <laughs> I sold my rock collection for more heroin. <laughs> oh god. Alright, well, we are up to the last exciting roll of the day, and that is going to be Josh's roll. Jeff, rather. Jeff, give me an adventure roll. If you roll a fucking adventure. 19, we're ending the podcast. Adventure. 11. Oh, an 11. On an 11, you get a sense that something is coming. You get a, a little bit of a sense of danger. And as y'all trundle down the road, your heightened awareness allows you to detect that you are walking into an ambush just in time to not be actually ambushed. As you are coming between these pillars of stone and sand in this rocky, craggy desert, you come across two bandits and a bandit captain. What? Yeah fucking right and they've got you more or less surrounded in between these rock statues no one's surprised but i will need a roll of initiative from all of you as i roll initiative for them 
Six. Thirteen. Eight. Uh, and I got a bandit captain with a 17. Bandit number one with a three. And the other bandit with a five. And I think I learned a valuable lesson the last time we did combat. And I think what we need to do is remedy what I did incorrectly the first time. So, Josh, give me the name of the first bandit. Paul. Bandit number one is Paul. Jerry, give me the name of the second bandit. Jizanthopus. With two Zs or three? Uh, three. I'm going to put an H in there, too. Okay. And Sam, you have the honor of naming the bandit captain. He's known as Dicky the Knife. Uh, with an I-E or a Y? I-E. Or both? Definitely an I-E. Or E-Y. Dick A. All right, uh, Dickie the Knife, Jizandipus, and Paul are surrounding y'all. Uh, you'll notice that there are some sort of marks of elevation. I'm going to count each of those marks of elevation on those pillars as five feet. So all of your opponents are currently five feet above you on these structures. Let me sort by descending for this feature that, again, I am just so goddamn grateful for. Roll 20, your tr turn tracker is the best thing that happened to D&D. And Mr. Bandit Captain is going to throw a dagger at Jeff. Hwing. That's a 20 on that attack roll. And that's going to be a total of six damage. You, unfortunately, are not raged yet. And then he's going to throw a second dagger at you for another 20 for an additional seven damage. What the? Holy. There goes more than a third of my HP. Yeah. But, Fjortin, you have a chance to respond. Please respond with how you would like to spend your turn. First thing I'm going to say, shit. And then I'm just going to go ahead and do my thorn whip at um, Gizanthopus. Oh, is it Gizanthopus? Yes. Oh, I did a D instead of a TH. Let me fix that. Gizanthopus is going to get thorn whipped. Give me that thorn whip. All right. Oh, it did not go. Okay, here we are. Oh, and I'm sorry. While you're thorn whipping, I'm going to state what I forgot to state. Dickie the knife goes first with a 17. Descending from there, it is Fjortin, Jeff, Peter, Gizanthopus, and Paul in the turn order. Uh, and now we're on this thorn whip. You will create a long, vine-like whip covered in thorns that lashes out at your command toward a creature in range. Although it actually says in rage in that description. That's pretty funny. Make a melee a spell attack against the target. If the attack hits, the create... Uh, sorry, the creature... Dude, there's so many fucking spelling errors in this spell. The creature takes 1d6 piercing damage, and if the creature is large or smaller, you pull the creature up to 10 feet closer to you. Give me that attack roll. That is correct. All right, and I gotta read my own descriptions again. What kind of roll am I going for here? Um, make a melee spell attack. Melee. Melee. You melee your lady. Melee. Melee. All right. Um, melee. What's my melee spell attack? I believe it should be plus five. Be one d twenty plus five. 13. A grand total of 13 against Gizanthopus, and that is a hit. Wonderful. Oh, me some damage. All right. 
That'll be for three. Three damage, and they are, I'm assuming you're going to choose to pull them ten feet closer to you? That was actually the whole point of this thing, yes. Most excellent. So they are going to try to make a dexterity save. Ooh, with a seven, they are going to fail, so they are going to take an additional... I'm going to do a 1d6, and I'm going to round that down. They're going to take two damage from that fall, and they are currently prone, because you pulled them off that little rock shelf. So what did we do? We did a total of five damage, and he's on his side. It looks like you want to do a little healing word, but I'm not sure on what. On bonus action, I'm doing a healing word for Jeff. Ooh. Or an additional four hit points to him, since my buddy did get hurt there. How about your buddy? Mr. Jeff, take back your hit points. Very nice. And finally, I will be moving behind this rock pillar to my west to try to get out of the view of the knife, because I saw what he did to my buddy Jeff. All right. You done moved? And then we go over to Jeff's turn. All right. So these guys are up high above us, right? Uh, other than Jizanthopus, who is uh, now on the ground. So if you wanted to get up to any of them, it would cost you an extra five feet of movement. How high up are they? Five feet. I like easy math. So the first thing I'm going to do is go into a rage. Oh my god, he wouldn't even believe how mad I am. <laughs> my blood pressure went up at least five or ten points. Mm. And I am going to go to Paul. Go to him. Can't move my guy. Uh, well, tell me where you want to move him to and I'll scoot him down there for you. I want to go attack Paul. Oh, that's why I couldn't move him because I was trying to move uh, Jerry's character. <laughs> move, Jeff. I mean, uh, Peter. All right, I had enough movement to get over there. You did. He is 25 feet away and 5 feet up, so you are directly in front of him. All right, so I'm going to take big and rage swing at this prick. Do it. Rage, rage, rage. 14. A 14 is surely enough to hit. 13 plus 2. 15 damage. You cleave Paul in twain. He had only 11 hit points, and you did way more than that. It was destroyed utterly. Did you... Oh, wait. Uh... Rage is your bonus action, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that consumes everything you can do on your turn. We move over to Peter. Peter, you've got Jezanthopus on the ground to your east. Dicky the knife, uh, quite a ways to the south of you. What would you like to do with yourself? I'm going to hide behind the wagon. Cool, cool. Good start. So, uh, got that going for me. And then... Uh, so Jizanthopus is, um, how's he looking? Is he bloody? Is, uh, what's his deal? Uh, definitely... Yeah, let's just call him bloody. He's just barely not there. Okay, just, uh, what's he got for
Campaign 2, Episode 22, Flasite, was released on May 17th, 2020. Join us again next Sunday for a surefire cure to vitamin E deficiency on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Damn, Gina! <laughs>